Welcome to Podcast RX, a new monthly podcast from Diamond Pharmacy Services. Each episode is a conversation with the men and women who make Diamond the nation's largest correctional pharmacy provider, Pennsylvania's largest independently owned long-term care pharmacy, and a trusted retail pharmacy and medical supply provider to many in Western Pennsylvania. We chat with pharmacists, nurses, technicians, and other key personnel for a deeper look at the administrative, clinical, and logistical challenges of filling prescriptions and delivering healthcare from our local counter to across the country. And we also get the occasional glimpse into the professional journeys of our guests and why they chose the careers in pharmacy and healthcare. On this mini episode of Podcast RX, we caught up with Lauren Lichtenfels, PharmD. Lauren is a true homegrown talent at Diamond, having started as a pill packer then becoming a pharmacy intern before finally being hired as a production and compounding pharmacist. We chat about her inspiration to work in pharmacy, her life as a pharmacy student, and the ins and outs of her work at the compounding table. I'm Kate Cogley, and this is Podcast RX. Hey guys, welcome to Podcast RX. This is Kate Cogley, your host. Hello, I'm Lauren Lichtenfels, and I'm a pharmacist at Diamond Pharmacy. How are you doing today, Lauren? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm doing great, yeah. You've been here for nine years, I understand, right? Uh, and around that, uh, from the time I worked on the um, as a correctional prepacker to an intern to eventually a pharmacist, it's been somewhere around, I've been associated with the company around nine years. Awesome. Well, we're glad to have you here on the show today. Thank you. First, let's just jump right in and we'll talk a little bit about your experiences th- during school. What school did you go to and just a little bit of your background. All right. Well, I always wanted to go into the medical field, but after a couple of experiences at fainting at the sight of blood, I decided that probably doctor or nurse was not my cup of tea. Right. A family friend had recommended pharmacy and pills don't bleed. That's right. They don't. (laughs) So uh, I started researching pharmacy in 10th grade and I've been researching ever since. Oh, wow. 10th grade. So you kind of knew from pretty young that you were going to become um, a PharmD and uh, go along that path. Yes, yeah, so there are only um, a number of pharmacy schools in the state and I wanted to stay within the states and the closest were Pitt and Duquesne and uh, I toured both campuses and mm-hmm. I just fell in love with the Duquesne campus and uh, the university itself and that's where I spent six years at cool. Duquesne University in Pittsburgh. What was your experience like in school? Uh, Duquesne has a two-year, four-year program, so it's two years of pre-pharmacy and then four years of the pharmacy school itself. Uh, So they had some classes that were geared towards pharmacy students, but a lot of it was the general education classes, and you actually had to reapply to get into pharmacy school, so it was another whole application process, personality test, interviews, things like that, to get into the actual four years of the pharmacy school, and then it was full force, all of your chemistry, biochemistry, all of those kind of classes. Um, The last year of pharmacy school itself is uh, you do a lot of rotations, Mm -hmm. so you actually go out and get experience. Um, Duquesne, or uh, Diamond actually takes six-year students. Um, We have uh, interns that come through Diamond as well. Yeah, and that's my understanding is that you were an intern? Absolutely. Um, So when I decided I wanted to go into pharmacy school, I had shadowed several different pharmacies Mm -hmm. just to make sure that was the fit for me. And uh, I wanted to work in a pharmacy. So I applied to all these different pharmacies, 18-year-old me, (laughs) and um, Diamond responded. So I started working here at 18, Mm -hmm. um, summer after my first year of college. And I worked on the tables. I was a 
correctional pre-packer. Cool. Um, I worked on the half tab tape. Shout out to Tammy and uh, Beth. <coughs> um, and I worked there the whole summer. And the next year, I was uh, able to be an intern. So I asked if I could be an intern. I worked here as an intern um, for three years, I believe. Um, and I also, um, they counted towards my internship hours. You have to have so many right, right. Um, intern hours. So uh, my preceptor was Timmy, the pharmacist Timmy, who's still here. And, um, and then I also worked at Kmart Pharmacy. That's no longer around, but I, uh, so I worked three days a week here and three days a week at Kmart Pharmacy as an intern. There's so many options in this field of pharmacy. What rate really made you pinpoint? Was it your personal experiences? Was it your schooling? Was it someone in um, like one of your professors in school that kind of like helped you figure out what you wanted to do? Or are you still tr still trying to figure out what you want to do? <laughs> um, well, at bottom line, I just wanted to help people. And that's why I looked in the medical field to begin with. Cool. And pharmacy was the right fit because sometimes we struggle pronouncing the names or <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so let alone with someone without any background, I knew that I'd be able to help people at any phase of life. You have new mothers that call or contact me and say, is this okay for my baby? Right. Um, you have older people who are like, okay, I'm on all these medications. So it's just, it's a very applicable profession to be able to help people even down to what cream do I use mm -hmm. versus this. So it, uh, it really did satisfy what I was looking to do. Also just working here as a packer to intern to pharmacist, I really got a greater appreciation of every aspect and uh, every position in Diamond because we all work together as a right. team. Yeah, it's a big, uh, big team. We, we all have to kind of like work together as a cohesive functioning system and for you to have experience in a lot of those different systems really helps you grow. That's definitely one of the perks of working at Diamond is having so many different pharmacists under one roof because they all uh, bring something different to the table. And I've learned a lot from my coworkers in that way, which was definitely an um, advantage of working at Diamond as a fresh young pharmacist, mm -hmm. is being able to lean on their experience and learn from them. And grow from them too. Yes, yeah. um, and then, like I said, there are so many different opportunities for pharmacists here. We have um, like our clinical pharmacists that work in the Drug Information Center. Uh, we have pharmacists that, um, consultant pharmacists that go out and do script, or uh, script reviews. Um, they do chart reviews and work really closely with the nursing homes or the prisons to optimize the medication management. Uh, we have, like I said, the more a correctional side of pharmacy that you just deal primarily with prison and checking the orders and um, checking the product as it comes through. And then you have the long-term care pharmacist that you're reviewing the personal care and uh, skilled scripts and also checking the product for the skilled. Uh, there's just a lot of different opportunities for pharmacists here. Hey, thanks so much for listening to Podcast Rx, a production of Diamond Pharmacy Services. While we're taking a break here, we'd love it if you took a moment to follow Diamond on our various social media properties. On the corporate end, please follow us on Twitter. That's at Diamond Farm. You can connect with us on LinkedIn. Our company page name is Diamond Pharmacy Services. And you can also subscribe to our Diamond Pharmacy Services YouTube channel. Our long-term care division has its very own Facebook page, and you can find that at Diamond Pharmacy LTC. 
If your local listener, our retail drug stores and medical supply stores are also on social media. You can find them on Facebook, that's at Diamond Drug Stores, and on Instagram, at DiamondDrug.MedSupply. And we also have a Diamond Drugs YouTube channel strictly for the retail stores. We appreciate your support of the podcast and would certainly appreciate your likes and follows on these social media channels. Let's get back to the show. Tell like on a day-to-day basis, what does your what does your job today entail? <clears throat> well, my job as a pharmacist here at Diamond is really divided. I'm a compounding pharmacist, but I'm also a production pharmacist. So there are two weeks I'm compounding, two weeks I'm production and we cycle through. I work in the compounding department, non-sterile compounding department, with um, four pharmacists total, and so we're two weeks on, two weeks off in a rotating cycle. Um, And then production, I work either checking nursing home orders, prison orders, checking product. Um, So that'll be, I do that for the two weeks. Now compounding itself um, is using two or more ingredients to make something new. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether you're manipulating uh, drug form to make it easier, for instance, we have a lot, we have a pediatric contract, so we will take tablets, crush them to make into a suspension to go down tubes or just for them to swallow it better. Or we make suppositories, we we can take two creams, switch them together just for ease of administration, Mm -hmm. things like that. Um, We're always learning new dosage forms, new techniques, and keeping up to date on our compounding because it's really expanding at this point. So Lauren, tell me a little bit about where compounding is at now in Diamond and where you see it going in the future. We do it for all aspects of the contracts that we have. Uh, We do prison. For the most part, it's taking two already manufactured products and making it to a new product that, like I said, for ease of administration. Sometimes we get some challenges that they need a cream for this that we've never seen before or they need a new dosage form um, because of different situations that come up with the prison population. On the nursing home side or personal care side, we deal with a lot of hospice patients. Um, So we do a lot of gels and things like that for uh, treatments. Um, We also dabble with some sports team contracts, so making um, particular creams, gels, and products that they would need um, for that, um, for their field. It's just across the board. Like I said, we do a lot of the pediatric contracts, and that keeps us busy. Compounding itself has really expanded um, since I've been a part of it. Uh, We have a new room um, because guidelines are changing. They keep updating the guidelines and um, clarifying them, making them more defined um, and not as open-ended as they used to be. Mm-hmm. So to keep, keep up with that, Diamond's really been supportive and has given us the resources that we need in order to keep compounding going. Um, we have a state-of-the-art room with a new hazardous drug room and things like that so that we can keep doing the best for our patients. You had a really good perspective of um, being a young pharmacist and even just where you began at and your experience throughout your time here at Diamond, so thanks. Thanks for being on air with us. Of course, thank you for having me.
This podcast features conversations with healthcare professionals. Their statements and opinions discussed herein are for informational purposes only. This podcast should not be considered professional advice and should not be used as a substitute for the advice of an appropriately qualified and licensed healthcare professional. Therefore, listeners must not rely on the statements made herein. On the next episode of Podcast Rx, I think that once people see firsthand, um, they really start to understand that it's not necessarily giving one drug for another. It's not about facilitating someone's party. Medication-assisted treatment, or MAT, is one of the most important tools in the fight against opioid addiction and the opioid epidemic at large. Yet, despite its importance to clinicians, MAT is often controversial, especially in a correctional health setting. Jails, prisons, they weren't initially designed for this. Sure. Um, so that's why it's its really hard to start to implement these things whenever the staff doesn't necessarily, they don't necessarily have the staff or maybe the resources. Pharmacist Chris Bender of the Diamond Drug Information Center joins us for a discussion on the clinical, societal, and regulatory aspects of MAT. If you want to deepen your understanding of how drugs like methadone and suboxone are used to treat addiction, you'll definitely want to tune in on this next episode of Podcast Rx. Podcast Rx is a production of Diamond Pharmacy Services, the nation's largest correctional pharmacy provider. Find new episodes of the show on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Google Play. And please subscribe, share, and leave us a review. Music by Maximiliano Silvera, Sound Express, by Getty Images.